Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers. This is your host, Brent Duhame, along with uh, JT, also known as Jared Ty. Also, you better darn buy some real estate with uh, Buy With Ty. This is episode number 87. We have a, a longtime friend of both Jared and I, and his real name is Doc. I mean, I'm telling you, it's, it's Doc, and his last name's Compton, but Man, I'm I'm excited, and Jared and I were were excited that he he agreed to jump on and and a consumer advocate, big time. And I've known Doc now I think uh, almost seventeen years, sixteen, seventeen years, and and I know JT has has known him for a long time as well. But hey, Doc, wel- welcome to uh, Breaking Business Barriers, buddy. Hey, man, I'm glad to be here. It's good to good to connect with you guys. We're glad to have you, and, and let's not forget uh, let's not forget a sponsor, American Option Insurance. If you want to buy some insurance, don't call me. Call Brandon Strasser or look those guys up, AmericanOptionInsurance.com. They'll help you out. But hey, man, the uh, hey Doc, this is this is like a big one, you know. I mean, and what are you about to ready to ready to talk about? I don't know that there's a listener of breaking business or uh, uh, barriers that hasn't had some sort of call that they didn't want. But uh, before we yeah. do that, why don't, you, why don't you let everyone know, where can we find you on social media? Where can we get a hold of you at? Phone number, website, all that good stuff. Um, biggest thing uh, is just my website, doccompton.com, D-O-C-C-O-M-P-T-O-N. Dot com um, or my, my my latest project is the robocalls project and that's uh, robocalls.cash either way you're I'm pretty easy to find you can uh, you can actually ask Siri or okay Google and they will both uh, if you ask them who is the consumer credit expert they will both tell you that it's me holy yeah Hey, JT, do you know that you need to get on. You need to get on Syria, man. You know, bio. Need to figure that out. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I watch this. I have my other phone here. Who is the consumer credit expert? Doc Compton, according to docompton.com. Oh, you can't say this screen's what. Consumer credit expert. There you we go. heard it. We definitely yeah. heard. It. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, you know, my background is consumer credit and, um, I, you know, that's what I kind of really built a name for myself on consumer credit. And through that process, I became very uh, well-versed in the laws associated with with consumer credit and became very much a proponent of going after the bad guys, uh, whether it was debt collectors that were breaking the law or, um, uh, the bureaus, if they weren't playing by the rules. And I had a law firm in 2013 asked me to kind of join them. And I took my entire credit repair organization and, and moved it into the confines of the law firm. And my, my sole function there was to find actionable offenses made by the bureaus and or debt collectors or creditors uh, against consumers. And, and that's where the whole consumer advocacy thing started probably back in around 2005, six. I kind of took a, a turn toward consumer advocacy more than just the consumer credit. So that's kind of how that whole thing evolved. Yeah. So before we dive into a little bit more, I mean, people hear about credit, maybe repair, maybe advocacy. Before we move in into that, you've written or been an author of at least one book, right? Yeah. So why don't we remind everyone of what book that you've uh, most recently written and uh, um, 
Yeah, it was uh, credit ready in five simple steps. And basically it was uh, a, a very simple, easy to read guide that had taught people the five things that they absolutely had to do if they were anticipating making a major financial uh, purchase uh, or finance purchase, something like a home or a car or something big like that. And it took them through the five things that I've always suggested people do before they even start the application process or the actual finance process. That's pretty incredible, man. And and you're putting yourself out there and, and you've this is like a whole funnel of knowledge, right? That you've taken people from like me and mortgage banking or people like uh, JT, who, who happens to be on the real estate sales side and way above and beyond that, funneled it in and you made it something simple to read for the, uh, for the consumer to be able to understand and gobble up, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, what people don't know hurts them more than they realize. And I've always... You know, the, the, the consumer advocacy thing is born of the fact that people simply are, are playing in a game that they don't know the rules. Uh, and that applies to credit just as much as it does to, you know, the, the robocalls project and, and so on. People don't know that what they don't know is hurting them and, and how much it's hurting and how much money it's costing them. Um, you know, so many people are kept from purchasing simply because they haven't set themselves up for success from a credit perspective. And, you know, that was, that was the idea behind the book and, you know, it took off pretty well. I was pretty happy with it. So doc, I need to read your book. I think that, uh, you know, the topic of credit is, is fascinating. Like, you know, I used to be a, a loan officer and I would talk to people who, you know, didn't have any credit and they'd say, no, I'm, I'm responsible. You know, I paid for everything in cash and you know, I, I keep my credit limit low on, you know, let's say they do have a, a, a piece of credit. And, uh, you know, some of that is counterintuitive, you know, so I think it's really smart for people to, you know, read books like yours and educate themselves on, you know, because when you put, do the math on how much you can save, you know, on, for example, a mortgage by having a good credit score, it is a very worthwhile investment of your time. Any improvement that you make is going to save you money. And, it, you know, it, when you take, uh, you know, a car note, even at a five or dare I say now, some people are doing six year notes, depending on the kinds of cars they're driving, what their finances, uh, finances look like, um, you know, you're putting an extra 50 bucks a month in for five or six years. Well, that adds up quickly. And then you take that, and, you know, uh, specific to, you know, your all's uh, lines of work, 30 years, and you're talking about 50 to 100 or 200 or $300 a month. Now you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes. And it really does, you know, when you're talking about generational wealth, having something to leave to your children or, you know, to, to your spouse and, and so on, uh, you want to set yourself up as, as best as possible in a few very simple, very easy to do for anybody at any level tasks can really impact that long term. Doc, so you've been, you, you dove real hard into this, and this is a big national problem, this robocall stuff, you know, where we catch these, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep the language clear here, but we catch these calls here that just drive us nuts, you know, used to be landlines, now, you know, most of us carry, not all, but most of us carry the cell phone, and uh, 
we get these calls in, you know, warranties, you know, it drives me nuts and, and, and all this stuff. But why do you enlighten, you know, it's one thing about credit, right? I mean, some of us have an understanding of it and, and, and can learn through the help of people like JT, myself and others. But talk about this robocall stuff. Well, um, I basically kind of semi-retired in 2016. And uh, it was just before I released the book, uh, Credit Ready. And, I, you know, I, robocalls were still there, but they weren't near as bad as they were. If you fast forward to about 2018, uh, 2018, I had done some consulting work and a bunch of other projects, some writing for magazines and, and so on, uh, it, particularly in my, you know, the consumer credit arena. But I was being just completely inundated with calls all day, every day, 15 to 20 a day. And they were for the same things that everybody's getting calls now, health insurance, auto warranties, um, student loan forgiveness, tax relief, vacations, cruises, you name it, all of that stuff. And I couldn't get anything done because, you know, obviously I'm, I'm looking for the next consulting gig and I'm looking for the next uh, you know, short-term job or whatever. And um, just because I was bored more than anything else. So I'd have to answer the phone and, and you guys mortgage real estate, obviously, you know, that's your next million dollar loan or million dollar listing. If you don't answer the phone, you possibly miss it. So you have to answer the phone. Um, and, and these calls were just such a burden and I couldn't get anything done. And part of my job when I worked at the law firm from 2013 to 2016 was going after debt collectors who were using these auto dialers to call people to collect debts. And we figured out that there's a statute called the Telephone Consumer Protection Act that was passed in 1991 um, that made that illegal if they didn't have your express prior written consent. Now, the, the way I used it on debt collectors was they would basically be calling our client for $500 on a debt that may or may not have even been owed. And we would say, okay, you called 10 times with an auto dialer with a pre-recorded message. And that's um, a $500 penalty, but he's on the do not call list and you don't have express written consent. So it's a willful violation, which makes it $1,500 per call times 10 calls, Mr. Debt Collector, that's $15,000. Why don't you subtract that 500 you say he owes and cut him a check for 14.5. And they were like, uh, I'm sorry, what? And literally, that's how we stumbled into this. Then we started taking it into the telemarketers. And my best friend, David, who you actually know, Jared knows, um, got one, got a, a telemarketing call on his cell phone. And he said, hey, I just got one. Do you want to, let's just try this. And I was like, okay. So I wrote the letter. Uh, instead of it being on attorney letterhead, I wrote it as a consumer. And it worked. And he was able to collect $1,500 for this call. And I was like, brother, we're about to print money. And we were amazed at how well it worked. Fast forward to 2016, I leave the firm. 2018, I decided after getting so many of these calls and doing all the things that everybody does, I blocked the numbers. That doesn't work. Uh, I made sure I was on the do not call list. Didn't matter. I would troll them a little bit, have a little fun with them, keep them on the phone and just waste their time. But at the end of the day, I was still getting the calls. And it wasn't just their time I was wasting, it was mine. And my time is my premium. You know, like so many of us in, in a professional setting, you know, I get paid for my time. And if I spend 20 minutes screwing around with some goober on the phone, you know, robocaller, uh, that's, that's my money too. So 
I started sending demand letters out. I sent my first one out and I got $2,000 in less than a week. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And then I got another one from an auto warranty company who called me four times and I had made $3,000 in about four days. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. So I put it out on social media. Obviously I'm, I'm gonna, you know, had a big following on social media and said, hey, if you guys are sick of robocalls and you would like to not only make them stop, but maybe make $1,500 a call, let me know. Well, you can imagine what happened to my inbox and, and you know my phone. And so I put together kind of a beta group on Facebook, about 50 of my close friends, a lot of people in mortgage and real estate, uh, some insurance people, and basically taught them what I was doing. And I would help them with the research to find who was behind the calls and how to take the calls and how to get information from the callers. And essentially, I took all the data that I compiled from that beta group and compiled it, put it into a kit that I released in September of 2018. It went pretty crazy. People started making some money off of it. And January of 2019, I reached out to Steve Noviello uh, at Fox 4 News here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And of course, that's when things kind of went bananas. Uh, he actually used the kit. And in two tries, he made $5,750 and called me and said, brother, we're doing a story on this. So he came out to my house, shot uh, an interview with me. Uh, on, it was actually on Valentine's Day of 2019 and aired it March 12th and it went viral the next day. And it's just kind of blown up ever since. And I've been on the news literally hundreds of times all over the country in English, in Spanish, uh, you know, in Forbes. Um, I'm trying to think of where Inside Edition actually did a story on it. it, it it's been amazing. It's been a lot of fun. So I'm amazed by what you've been able to do with that. <laughs> and uh, I'm just what an awesome concept you've got. You know, everybody wants, you know, to find ways to make extra money. Uh, everybody hates robocalls and boom, <laughs> you're making money to, to, you know, get revenge on, uh, on these characters. So are the robocallers, I mean, they're, they're that concerned that, that you, you know, that they could actually lose more money, that they could lose, you know, a, a suit that, that I'm just amazed that they are, you know, willing to write that check because, you know, the nature of scammers, you, yeah. know, you would think that they would just say, whatever, you know, come, come find me. <laughs> well, but, you know, uh, here's, here, here's the thing. They do go to great lengths to hide themselves. Um, you know, that's, that's at least half the battle. The, the trick to finding them is simply knowing how to get the information from them that you need to track them. And that varies from industry and caller to caller. So for you know what you would uh, do to get the information from an auto warranty company is different than what you would do to get it from a health insurance caller. So it, it varies and that's what the kid teaches. Um, and, and the thing is the statutory penalty that's written into the law is $500 per call. If it's a willful violation, which the easiest way to prove that is you're on the do not call list, that's $1,500 per call. And, and that seems like a lot of money. But when you consider that the federal government can fine those callers about $42,000 per call, they really don't want that attention. 
Wow. So paying $1,500 per call to us as consumers pales in comparison to what they could be fined you know, by the federal government. And, and that's incentive enough often, oftentimes for them to go ahead and cut that check. Is it harder to get traction uh, with people who are out of the country? Well, it, there's a lot of confusion about who you can and can't go after. There are calls that you simply are never going to have any success with. And, and people ask that all the time. The first is, you know, uh, well, I got a call from the IRS. Those have kind of gone down. They'll probably kick up again tax season. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, those have kind of shut down for now. Um, those are just Indian scammers, uh, Pakistani scammers. They're, you're not going to be able to do anything with those. People that say they're calling from the Social Security Administration and that your Social Security card has been uh, suspended, that's nonsense. They're scammers. There's nothing you can do. If they're calling to say they're going to lower your credit card interest rates, none of those are legit. You can't ever uh, go after those guys. But auto warranty, health insurance, student loan forgiveness, tax relief, um, air, air duct cleaning, roofing, solar panels, all of those are actually companies here in the United States. Now they may have call centers that are in the Philippines or in India or Pakistan or even Afghanistan, um, but those call centers uh, are calling on behalf of American companies. And by virtue of that, those American companies can be held liable and you as a consumer can pursue them for those illegal calls. Doc, I think it's a good time to, to remind everyone, I mean, this is incredible information. I, I will guarantee, I, I, don't, I don't know what, the, well, I can't guarantee it because I don't know necessarily, but it, is it a hundred percent of us that catch some sort of call at least once a month that it's a, as a robo call? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, I, I, I don't know the exact numbers cause they change a lot, but they're in the billions uh, every year. <clears throat> Texas is one of the worst States for it. Texas is bad. California is bad in Florida. Uh, are bad. You know, there's a there's a list of about 10 states that regularly get the calls. Um, Texas is a prime target for a couple of reasons. Number one, it has a huge border. Um, we have a tremendous number of people who are uninsured and uh, they know that. So if they're calling trying to sell health insurance, statistically, it's a numbers game. We're all in sales. And if you're calling a state that has the highest percentage of uninsured citizens, well, the odds are just simply better statistically that you're going to get someone who needs health insurance. Uh, For the auto warranties, they're going to population centers, Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio. Um, You know, that's why Texas is is getting so many calls in large part. JT? Yeah. uh, So I had a question for you, Doc. Um, You know, another crazy thing about these scammers is, you know, I mean, they're, they're truly dangerous. You know, they're not just annoying, you know, pesky people. These are people who, you know, their job is to steal people's money. Yeah. Um, what tips can you give people to look out, you know, for a scam call? I mean, it's, I mean, I had a call the other day, which actually wasn't a scam, but it sounded like a scam. It was, it was from Bank of America and uh, they wouldn't tell me why they were calling, but they wanted me to verify, you know, my, my address and the last four of my social I realize it's not super delicate info, but I said, Hey, I'm, you know, you guys called me. I didn't call you. <laughs> so they told me to hang up and call back. Um, but, you know, 
for the average person who, you know, who, who wasn't in a financial, you know, related field, um, what, what are the warning signs, you know, that, that you're about to get scammed? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's hard to say, you know, obviously the ones that I mentioned before where, uh, for example, the ones that uh, they say they want to lower your credit card interest rates. Let me explain to you how that works. They're going to come and say, you know, you've paid your bills on time. We can see that you've done that. You've got a good credit score and we're going to lower your, your, your credit card interest rates. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. Then they say, okay, well, um, which card would you say you have the highest balance on? And you say, uh, it's my Chase MasterCard. Oh, okay. Well, how much do you have on that? You say, oh, $7,500. And they go, oh, wow. The savings on that would be tremendous. You know, we're going to cut your rate down below 5%. That be, you know, does that sound good? Yeah, of course it does. Well, then they say, okay, what's the expiration date on the card? And you say nine of 24, right? Well, then they talk for a little bit. They go into a little bit more of their scripting and da 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 da. And they say, go ahead and verify that 16 digit card number that begins with five. And you go, okay, uh, five, four, five, five. And you give them the number. Well, now they've got your expiration date and the number. Well, I mean, I had one because I test these guys all the time and I record it to make funny videos. Uh, and the guy, I gave a guy a number and of course it was a fake number. And he says, what other cards do you have? And I said, well, I've also got this other card. And they'll keep taking cards from you as long as you'll give them to them. So, you know, I'd be leery of anybody that uh, doesn't want to give you a phone number or a website address. Uh, and you can also verify that. If you, you know, they give you a number and say, okay, cool. I'm going to call you right back at this number that you just gave me. Is that okay? Uh, uh, that's a scam. There's, you know, they're just trying to get your, your payment information. Uh, the same thing with the, uh, the ones saying that your social security has been suspended. What they're doing in those instances is they'll say that we found a car down by the border. It had a whole bunch of drugs in it. There was blood in the car and uh, your fingerprints were all over it. And it was all linked to your social security number. And of course, you know, most people freak out and they're like, wait, what? I don't, I haven't been to the border. And they're like, okay, well, we can probably handle this for you, but there's going to be some, you know, uh, in order to take care of the warrant, you know, we're going to come and arrest you and so on. But in order to take care of this warrant, you're going to need to go ahead and give us your banking information so that we can check you out. And then they get your bank account routing numbers, they get credit card numbers, they get all this stuff you know, under the guise of they're, they're going to see if you've been purchasing things that you shouldn't be and, and so on and so forth. And really all they want is your, your uh, information, but it's a very elaborate 45 minute hour long conversation sometimes. And it works. They make millions doing it. Doc, there's a, there's a reason why you've been on media across the United States, not, not just here in Texas or, you know, the surrounding area of, of where we all reside, by the way, we all re happen to reside uh, on this podcast in Texas, but there's a reason why you've experienced all kinds of things. I mean, I'd never would imagine the, you know, Hey, car, we just found your, you know, whatever, you know, all that craziness. But then these, uh, these criminals that are going after younger kids that may not have a whole lot of knowledge about credit. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, and I've yep. witnessed it through my family you know, my, my mother and my dad, you know, through some stuff that I had to help them through, which I probably should have called you on it. <laughs> and I, and I didn't, I fixed it, but, but uh, we probably could have really nailed them. I happened knew I, I knew of the company in St. Louis that did it. And you probably know who I'm talking about. It was a, it was a car warranty deal. 
but uh, at any rate, well, let's let's shift the gears, man. You know, you made a decision to go into this type of business, and and you are a great consumer advocate. And I don't know that enough media attention, mass media, is is paid to it. You know, we try to regulate this through the government. And I don't always know that that's probably the best way, but you made a decision to go into this line of work. It was your passion. When you decided to do that, was, did you make that through your head or your heart? What was, what, what was the directive? You know, um, to be honest with you, I've always been kind of a proponent of go with your gut and go with your heart uh, more than your head. I think that um, you know, there, there's a place for decisions made in both places. But I remember when I first got into the, the credit stuff specifically, you know, I'd see people on, you know, like Oprah. And, and, and there was one particular lady that, you know, they were having, you know, people that started a business at home. Before side hustle was really a thing, it essentially they had turned side hustles into big businesses. This woman who was, you know, maybe in her 50s or something. And she didn't have a lot of money, so she would knit like these little dog booties for her friends at Christmas for, you know, for Christmas gifts. Well, you know, then the like the word gets out, whatever. And now this woman has like this billion dollar dog booty knitting catalog business, you know, and she's a bazillionaire, right? And, you know, I've always kind of subscribed to the theory that if you do what is in your heart, the money will come. If you, if you do the thing that you are passionate about, whatever that is, and for some people, you know, it's, it's finance. For other people, it's, it's sales of one kind or another. Um, you know, some it's, it's healing, at, you know, in medicine. Uh, for me, it's always just kind of been, I've always been the David against Goliath. And, you know, I'm the guy who sued one of the credit bureaus in, in federal court. And I can't say who it was, and I can't say much about it because I'm barred by non-disclosure, except to say that if I could do it again tomorrow, I would, uh, because it ended well for me. Um, you know, and there's just not enough people out there, in my mind, fighting for the little guy and, and, and teaching people. Credit is a great example. You know, credit scores are not there for consumers. And, and people think, oh, you know, Credit Karma, they love me. No, Credit Karma is using you. To make money, if you're, you know, we've all seen social dilemma at this point. If you haven't, you need to. Uh, if you know, if the product is free, you're the product. I've been saying that for ten years. You know, when Credit Karma first came out, or Credit Sesame, or you know, some a handful of other ones out there. Mint was a good one, where they'd say, you know, hey, we're going to give you all this information. All you got to do is put in all your banking and financial. Well, what they do is they look at your bank account. They see that you spend eight hundred dollars a month at Target. Well, they call their friend at Target and go, hey, this guy spends $800. You might want to send him a Target card. You know, and all of a sudden you're getting spam email from Target trying to get you to apply or you're getting mail from Target. You know, those kinds of things. Uh, and people just don't know that. They don't understand that. Uh, credit karma. You know, they, they think that your credit score, um, you know, we want you to know your credit score. No, we want you to buy products that we sell on our website from the vendors who pay us millions of dollars annually to push them on you. Um, you know, the credit bureaus selling credit scores. The, first of all, the credit scores they sell you are garbage. We're all in real estate related fields. We all know that the scores that you get from the bureaus for the most part are garbage and nothing like what you're gonna pull on the mortgage side or, you know, or, or 
uh, Jared's going to be able to pull through one of his mortgage lenders or whatever. Um, but they want you to go to their website and buy their products, buy their credit monitoring. They want to create that fear. Uh, and I just kind of, I've always wanted to be the guy who, who told people, if you know the system, if you understand how the system works, you can take advantage of the system instead of the system taking advantage of you. Doc, you know, the, we should probably have another episode on this because we can really get into it. You know, obviously both Jared and I are into, into this line of work and have been our entire career one way or another. So have you, but man, you know, I think of all these, you know, I've got now kids graduating from college and all these things that these kids that need to know. Yeah, man, you know, <laughs> man, you know, you, you know, Hey, it's better than the alternative, right? That's but, right. Hey, man, this has been a pleasure. You've, uh, uh, let's just remind everyone where they can reach you again. Dotcompton.com is my website. The Robocalls website is robocalls.cash. And we can't, bear, we can't bury Doc enough with all this, you know, even though he, you know, he'll, he'll get busy and he is busy, but he's doing the right thing for the right reasons. And we hear consumer advocacy. And sometimes, you know, the radar goes up. Oh, what's up with that deal? But this is a real deal. And, and I'll testify to it. So will Jared. You know, I've, I've known Doc for, for going on 16, 17 years, and, and he does the right thing. So with that, on the behalf of uh, both Jared Ty and Brent Duhame is uh, the host of Breaking Business Bears. Doc, it's been a pleasure, and I can't wait for uh, people to learn more about this, and we hope to have you back, my friend. Uh, anytime, man. Say the word. I'm, I'm glad to be here, and uh, I enjoy watching you guys. Right on. Yeah. All right. Take care, everyone, and it is onward and upward for sure.